Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric. And the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the most wonderful time of year, the busiest time of year, the sleepless time of year. It's Fat Mascara, your favorite beauty podcast. I'm Jen. 
Jess isn't with me. We actually took last week off for Thanksgiving. So we're giving you some replays this week. She is here for the interview and the interview was so timely. We have Dr. Michael Bruce. He is the founder of The Sleep Doctor. I remember when this first came out, I guess it was more than two years ago at this point, so many people were messaging me They could not believe how much advice in this they were not following. So get your notebook out because he has really good tips to help you get better sleep. Lots of things that really surprised us. I think you're going to like it. And just for some background, uh, he's a psychologist. He has a PhD in psychology from the University of Georgia. He's also a fellow of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. Dr. Bruce has written multiple books. His 2007 book, the title, Beauty Sleep. You got to love that. That's how we end every show. Honestly, it'd be easier to name a few of the daytime talk show he hasn't been on. He's been on like everything. Rachel Ray, Oprah, The Today Show, Fox and Friends, The Doctors. And then about, I would say now two and a half years ago, he launched his own podcast called Sleep Success. So there's episodes of that you can listen to if you like what you hear here on Fat Mascara. Okay, that all wasn't fun enough. Just side note, fun fact. He helped Paris Hilton get to sleep. Don't you love that? He'll help you too. Here's the interview. Dr. Bruce, hi, welcome. Hi, thank you. So we already filled in our listeners about your podcast and who you are. Cool. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump right in. How many hours did you sleep last night? So th- I get this answer, asked this question fairly frequently. Oh, I thought I was so original. Okay, uh, go I'm ahead. Sorry, you're not. <laughs> there are other ones we can do for more originality if you want. So I go to bed right around midnight, and I wake up somewhere between six oh six and six thirteen every single day without an alarm. Okay, so the answer is about six hours. Yeah, roughly six hours. And so I'm the sleep doctor. What's going on, Doctor Bruce? How can you how no, can you do that? That's fascinating to me. I probably wouldn't be able to speak if I only slept six hours. How does somebody find out how many hours mm-hmm. is ideal? Like I, I assume people are different, right? They are, and you're, and that's actually a very astute observation. So the good news here is people are very different. It depends upon their age. It can depend upon their gender. For women, it can actually depend upon where they are in their menstrual cycle. It can also depend upon if they're going through menopause. Very different total sleep times or what we call sleep need changes dramatically, more so for women than it does for men. But generally speaking, we used to say people need somewhere between seven and nine hours as sort of a general rule. Um, And that was how I kind of started out. Originally, I would go to bed around 11, getting up at 6.30. And what I discovered over time was the more consistent I am with my sleep schedule, meaning waking up at the same time every single day, Saturdays, Sundays, doesn't matter. My, my entire sleep need began to shrink. Mm. I Dude, I used to need seven and a half hours, almost eight did, hours. Did you just call me dude? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like you already. <laughs> so at the end of this whole thing, your sleep need is going to change depending upon the consistency of your schedule. It can also depend on things like stress, like alcohol consumption, caffeine consumption. I mean, there's a lot of factors that can go into how much sleep a person actually needs. But the way I judge it is... When I go to sleep, when does my body naturally wake me up? And when I wake up within two to three minutes, do I feel refreshed? Like, I'm not saying the greatest sleep I've ever had. I'm saying, do I feel like I'm not going to go back to bed? I've got a decent amount of energy. Let's get up and get my day going. And that's how you know you're in the right space. Yeah, but to be fair, it probably took, I don't know, close to two years of consistent, consistent sleep schedule for it to really start to shrink like that. Um, But it it happened over the course of time and I, I wasn't expecting it. And that's Actually, what I do now is I do high-performance sleep coaching. I actually teach people how to shrink their sleep schedule in a safe and healthy way. 
every expert that we interview says that sleep improves your appearance, but we never really get down to the nitty gritty of like sure. what so that you know means. Why? Yeah, like uh, tell us the details, mm-hmm. like what's happening when we're sleeping that actually yeah. leads us to looking better. We just assume that it does. Yeah, well, it kind of does. It depends. So number one, it depends on if you get enough, right? And if you get good quality. Um, If you get those two things, do you look better? The answer is kind of, but it depends upon what you mean by look better. So here's what we know about how sleep affects our body from an aesthetic standpoint, like from beauty sleep. Like what is beauty sleep? By the way, sleep deprivation can be a lack of time or a poor quality sleep. So somebody could get nine hours of really crappy sleep or somebody could get six hours of really good sleep and the six-hour person is the person I would want to be. Well, what does right? the crappy sleep mean? So the crappy sleep means that you don't get into the depth of sleep. You don't get into stages three and four and into REM, number one. Number two, it could also mean that you wake up frequently. So you're popping up and down, up and down, or that you're super restless all night long. So it could be the stage quality or it could be the frequency of the awakenings or the length of the awakenings that would change that, in that particular mm-hmm. instance. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. What does sleep deprivation do to the body? It does four things. Number one is it increases appetite. Why? Because our brain is looking for a reason why we're awake, so it figures, I gotta go get more resources. The right. second thing it does is it slows down our metabolism. Again, why? To slow down the use of those resources, right? So the brain is saying, I'm up, I only got so much food in my belly, I better slow down because I might need this energy later, right? So it slows down our metabolism, speeds up our appetite. But does it do that like, but does that do that like, okay, I get a bad night's sleep or like Mm -hmm. it's a bit of busy week, my metabolism is really slowing down or is that like a chronic thing? Like, you know, like if you don't get enough sleep for like a month Mm -hmm. or years, or like it happens I, almost immediately. Oh, with that's sleep scary. Loss. That's really it's, scary. It is happening right this very moment if you have lost sleep. Wow. There's a, there's more problems. Too, I did by not the way. know. Oh no, keep going. This is a scary story. Keep going. So, so the science gets this even is more her special. We're saving today. Save this for Halloween. Special Halloween episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. The scariness of it. We yeah. usually do. I usually do nightmare interviews then and talk about nightmares then. Um, <laughs> but when we talk about it, the second thing is this thing called leptin and ghrelin. So these are two hormones that absolutely positively have a tremendous effect on your metabolism. I call ghrelin the go hormone because it starts with G and Mm -hmm. it tells your body to go eat. So remember how I told you how appetite increases? Yeah. This actually increases hunger. Believe it or not, those are two very different things in our brain. And Mm -hmm. so now we've got high hunger, high appetite, low metabolism. And then there's this stuff called leptin that that we get less of. Leptin is what tells our, our, our belly it's full. Mm. So think about it like, the, I mean, it, it just keeps getting worse, yeah, right? Like yeah. I'm sleep deprived. My metabolism is shit. You know, I'm all I want to do is eat. Ha, what's going on? And here's the kicker. Yeah. We crave high fat, high carbohydrate foods the more sleep deprived we are. Oh, sure. Why? Because when we're sleep deprived, our cortisol levels are quite high in our brain. Cortisol is that fight or flight hormone that makes you like, nah, I want to get out of here. And your brain doesn't like it when it's full of cortisol. So it wants something to lower that cortisol. The best thing to lower cortisol is something called serotonin. Serotonin is secreted by the brain. Guess when it's secreted the most? When you eat high fat, high carbohydrate foods. I was about to say like a nice bowl of pasta, Mm -hmm. cheesy noodles. Snickers. Mm. uh, Exactly. So when you're sleep deprived, Mm -hmm. what do you crave? Something, right? You yeah, want carbs. cakes and cookies and pies and ice cream and all of that crap yeah. because it's comfort food. It literally makes you feel more comfortable because it lowers your cortisol level. 
That's one of the biggest issues when it comes to sleep. And we've just talked about weight. We can actually talk about several aspects of, of how we look better due to sleep. And those actually have a couple of different functions as well. The biggest ones have to do with hydration, collagen production, and something called growth hormone. Those three things that all seem to happen during stage three, four sleep is really what beauty sleep is all about. You want to know what they do? Uh, yes, I, I, my mind is like spinning right now. Yes, I know. keep going. I do that okay. sometimes to people. <laughs> yes, tell us about the hydration and collagen production. I want that even more than a sped up metabolism. Right, so here's what's interesting about sleep is we have this stuff called growth hormone that's emitted only during stages three and four sleep, which is the largest amount of growth hormone that we have, which is actually really good. It's kind of like bringing your car into the body shop and getting the dents and the dings and the, all that, you know, all the stuff kind of knocked out of it. But what growth hormone does is it actually helps promote the production of collagen. So collagen is like rubber bands that are inside your skin that keep your skin taut. Yes, now you're speaking our language. Gotcha. So when we talk (laughs) about collagen and we talk about elasticity, Mm -hmm. right, that's what growth hormone helps with. But when the collagen gets like an old rubber band, you know, if you stretch it too many times or it's out in the sun, it cracks and it stops. And then it's not as elastic. Mm -hmm. Our faces... Are out in the sun, right? Our, yeah. our, this hydration, right? You can see where hydration can come in and where sun can come in and have some of these damaging factors, specifically to skin. And so when we have a dehydrated body, guess what happens? It shrinks a little. It shrivels. Mm. You know what those shrivels are? And my are? body is dehydrated because I didn't sleep? Your body is not only dehydrated because you didn't sleep, but because of sleep. Most people don't know it. Sleep is a dehydrative event. In your breath, you breathe out almost a full liter of water every night. That's disgusting. Yeah. Sweat, um, oil. Oh, is that why your breath smells in the morning? Your breath smells for a slightly different reason. Your breath smells because bacteria um, develops in your mouth overnight. And many people sleep with their mouth slightly apart. And when that air comes through, it actually causes the bacteria to to grow. Whereas if you kept your mouth closed and you only were breathing through your nose, you wouldn't have the bad breath and you wouldn't have the bacteria either. Oh, okay. okay. You touched on hydration, collagen. If you're interested in like maintaining weight, these are all things that are that are helping with beauty sleep. We didn't talk about under eye circles, and we've talked yeah. about them on the yeah. show, like bags under your eyes. Mm-hmm. And we know that if you keep your collagen production high, they can hold in those fat pads, and that yep. might help. But yep. there's also those like acute, I'll call them, dark circles that yeah. like only show up the morning after a bad night of sleep. What's going on there? And how do you tell that you have acute dark circles from sleep deprivation as opposed to one of these other types of of dark circles? So one of the things that, so dark circles are kind of interesting because they can be cultural, right? And so when you look at people's skin tones and you look at skull sizes and you look at the inset nature of people's eyes and the orbits in which our eyeballs sit inside the skull, they're different for different cultures. And these can cast shadows around mm-hmm. the eyes. This is why with some cultures, when you look at them from afar, it always looks like they've got, you know, dark circles or black eyes or something along that yeah. line. And, and it yeah. has more to do with shadows than anything else. But the truth of the matter is, is the acute nature of what you're talking about has to do with blood pooling. So when we don't sleep well and we're sleep deprived, our whole system doesn't work particularly well. Specifically, blood doesn't seem to get out all the way out into the extremities as well as it should. The skin that's underneath our eye here is some of the thinnest skin in the body. To be fair, there's only one place I think that skin is any thinner, and it's between your, you know, this piece right here? Ooh, you know, yeah. Your thumb divot. Right, you know yeah. that there? That yeah. If you feel that skin and you feel this skin, it's incredibly similar. 
In addition, right underneath the eye, there's, there is a fat pad, right, which helps mm-hmm. keep that. But it, it's not necessarily right up to the skin. So the skin is very transparent. And so if blood pools because circulation isn't going very well, that's when we see the acute dark circles. And is okay. circulation always not going well while you're sleeping or just during restless sleep? It's only it's always not well during restless sleep. What, what seems to happen okay. is during sleep, there's a system called the glymphatic system, and it literally pulls out all the bad stuff, all the bad proteins, all the bad other stuff, and lets the system kind of clean itself. It's, it's kind of like the waste management for the brain, if you will. Yes. And so when we have something like that kick through, it actually helps with circulation and helps with all of those different things. And so that's part of the reason why sleep is so critical. A lot of us are just like, we're just trying to get enough sleep to survive. Like we're just mm-hmm. getting by. Yeah. What is the consequence of just getting like, if you're just surviving, a lot of us, I know a lot mm-hmm. of us are like, we're just, we're all working really hard. We're working from home. It's chaotic. Yeah, Some people are like homeschooling their children, like barely getting like, you know, just surviving. Mm-hmm. Like what is the consequence of this right now? Uh, are you asking for the long-term health consequences of, of sleep deprivation? Or are no, you asking I'm, about like, I'm the still like in, I'm still like in the superficial part of the show. Got it. So here's what's going to so here's what's going we'll to happen. We'll get to like the How series. How we look different? Uh, yeah, like- you will look like crap the more sleep deprived you are. And I'll tell you the study that was done that proves it. So there was a great study done, I think it was in Germany, and they took pictures of people. Okay? And they took a picture of you and then they had you stay up for 36 hours and they took another picture of you. No makeup, same camera angle, same lighting. Okay? Then they took these two pictures of this person and they gave it to another person. And that person had to rate which picture was sleep deprived and which was normal? 100% accuracy. They knew. Okay? We're not hiding anything. You know what? This is like, I, there's, I don't even know like how you would describe this, but I feel like when I look really tired, it's not like so much like, oh, this is a dark shadow or mm-hmm. like this is a, oh. a new line. It's like there's a lifelessness in the eyes. Yes. I don't, and I can't no, figure no, no. out so, what it so, is. Yes, yes, yes. So they've actually documented this. Um, it's actually quite interesting. When people are sleep deprived, they give off, for lack of a better word, a vibe, like <laughs> don't mess with me. <laughs> and and it's un- it, they don't know that they're doing it. It's documented and it's effective. So what happens when you're sleep deprived and you're just a little cranky, nobody wants to get near you because they can tell. So when we, <laughs> right? So when we talk about aesthetics, right? And we talk about beauty, right? From an aesthetic standpoint, we also need to talk about the unconscious beauty and the unconscious beauty signals that we're sending out Mm -hmm. to people, which has to do with our mood. Like nonverbal communication. Like there'll be like a micro angriness on my face. Totally. Yeah, that's really interesting, Dr. Reed. Totally. That's there. It's not a line. It's not a wrinkle. It's just like this very unappealing nature. Exactly. Exactly. It's this weird thing phenomenon that seems to occur when when people aren't sleeping well. I mean, think about it. When you're when you haven't slept well, are you really interested in anybody saying hi and, you know, talking and, you know, unless they're going to help you do whatever that project is that you're trying to do, you're kind of like, "Can you just back the heck off because I want to do my thing and go to bed, right?" It's the opposite the of like when so, it's the opposite of like, you know, when someone's like in love or like they're someone's yeah. like, "You've got a glow, glow. about you." Right. Or like, "What's going on right. with her?" And this is like the exact opposite. It's like, "Ooh." Totally. Someone's going yeah, you've on. You've got a darkness her. about you. <laughs> Have you seen those memes of they're so funny, they're really mean, but it's like quarantine or t- 2020 has been hard on everyone. It's like Jennifer Aniston on one side and Iggy Pop on the right. 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 <laughs> That's how it's I like feel. She has interesting sleep. sleep issues, by the way. Who does? J- 
Jennifer Aniston. Oh, does she? Well, you know what? Yeah. She's a known yeah, sleepwalker. We're They've not actually immune. found her in her neighborhood before. Oh, oh my God. Totally. Swear to God. I mean, um, that's the report. I don't even, know her personally, but yeah. Even celebrities have sleep issues. Anyway, Jen, oh my you gosh. had something interesting to say. No, I didn't. I wanted to get to like, clearly you've, you've told us how bad this can be. I want to like paint a picture of what makes sleep, what gives us good sleep. Like, mm-hmm. What does the room look like that is a good sleeping room, for example? So I believe that sleep is a performance activity. Um, And so I'm a runner, right? And so if I go running in flip-flops and cutoffs with a torn T-shirt and a boombox on my arm, I can get from the start of the race to the end, but my time's not going to be too good. But if I've got my Asics on and my dry fit wear and I've got good tunes, I can run eight-minute miles no problem, right? Because I've got the right equipment. Okay, what's the eight-minute mile bedroom? Right. I love that. So <laughs> the question becomes, what is the eight-minute mile bedroom, right? And so if you look around your bedroom, roughly 20 to 25% of your sleep can be affected by the accessories that are in your room. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Um, so the number one effect, so the way I look at a bedroom is I look at the five senses, okay? Sight, sound, touch, taste, and smell, right? And so if I can look in a bedroom and see all of those things that are positive for sleep, that's going to be a positive sleep environment. If I can maybe accentuate some of those so that they're better, then I can make it into a positive environment. But in many cases, people's bedrooms are crap because like, first of all, you walk in, there's a pile of laundry here. There's a laptop over there. You know, the bed hasn't been made type of thing. Like, is that inviting? Like, is that a sanctuary? Is that a place where you want to walk in and calm down and chill? No, probably not. It's like, oh shit, I walked in and I got to do my laundry and I forgot that I- Okay, so a neat- Bedroom A is what I hear you saying. Not neat, clean, right? Clean. It should be, it sh- what it should be is it should be, um, it should be stress-free. It should be like when you walk in, you should be like, oh, this is my place in the house or the apartment or wherever I am that I can totally chill out, right? Maybe it's got your favorite blanket or a favorite pillow. Maybe there are colors in the room that you like, muted colors like uh, earth tones or things like that. There's actually data looking at color and how it affects your ability to stay awake or go to sleep. Things. That, What's things, the best sleeping color? Yeah, I like this. Um, earth tones, browns, and greens seem to do mm. the best. You want to stay away from <laughs> the bright brights. Um, Jen just like almost threw up. <laughs> I don't like brown decor. Sorry, go yeah. on. So those are the ones that have been shown to cause less emotion. Because the mm. key okay. here is when you're walking into a bedroom to sleep, what you're not looking for is emotion. What you're looking for is relaxation, right? And so if you walked into a red bedroom, like, I don't think that's really going to tell you you want to sleep, right? But if you walked okay. into, let's say, a lavender bedroom, right, or a lighter brown, you know, or beige or whatever, that is going to have a more of a tendency, again, from the eye, from the sight perspective. The biggest thing I okay. look for isn't color, it's light. Light is the okay. biggest offender for sleep without question, right? Because when light hits your eye, there's a certain type of light called blue light, which is 460 to 480 nanometers. It hits a particular cell in your eye called a melanopsin cell, and it turns off the melatonin faucet in your brain. Mm. Even through no your bueno. eyelids? Yep. That's interesting. Okay. No this, bueno. So if you, if, you could, if you could deal with a sleep mask, that would help with that, right? Sleep masks are great. Or you, could wear, blue light, shades. you could wear blue light blocking glasses. Um, those work really well. To I bed? <laughs> so most people wear them to fall, when they're falling asleep to read or to watch television. Um, and that, that's usually how they do it. And I'm also okay. a proponent. I let people watch TV to fall asleep. I don't have any problems with that. I'm the only sleep doctor that says it's okay. Why do you, why do you think that's okay? 
Um, well, there's two reasons. Number one is I've never seen any convincing data to suggest that it's a bad idea. And number two, my wife falls asleep with the television on every single night. We've been married for 20 years. And so I had to figure that one out. Do you think okay. that it's like, like, I sometimes find like it relax. I don't have a TV in my room, but like mm-hmm. I, in college I did and I used to find mm-hmm. it very relaxing to yeah. my roommate. A- like, to, my roommate still laughs at me. Like my, she's like, obviously not my roommate anymore, but she still <laughs> brings it up. I used to fall asleep to QVC. Like I found yeah, it perfect. very super relaxing. It's your happy place, Jess. Right. Yeah. No, 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 it was just is, so like it's benign. A distraction. Yeah. Yeah. It's a distraction technique that everybody uses to help distract their brain. Because here's the problem. When you get in bed at night, it's yeah. the first time nobody's talking to you and telling you to do something or you having mm-hmm. to do something. So guess what happens? All of your thoughts come flooding in. And you're like, oh crap, what did I do today? Oh, wow, I really shouldn't have said that. Or, oh, I wish I would have done this. And and your brain just starts going and going and going. That's about the worst time for you to have an active thought is in the dark before trying to fall asleep. But yeah. it's the only time you do have time to think these days. Well, but <laughs> so, so, so that, I see your point. Jen, right, that's so that's, true. that's part of the issue, right? And so what I have my patients do is I schedule um, time. I schedule a half an hour for my patients every day to write down what I call a worry journal. So a worry journal is where you write down all the different things that you're thinking about that normally you would be thinking about at that time. And then you just write one solution. It doesn't have to be the best solution. It doesn't have to be the final solution. But it's one step to get you closer to a solution of something that you're worried about, which lowers your stress. 75% of the reason that people don't sleep is anxiety, period. It's yeah. anxiety. So, but you should do that well before, I guess, you're in Six the bedroom o'clock. and trying to... Fu- okay. okay, so that it's like out of your head by the time you're ready Correct. to sleep. Correct, immediately I- before bed, like literally before you turn out the light, I would, all, I would argue you should do a gratitude list. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you okay. why. I got why? science behind it. So here's what's interesting. If you are optimistic before sleep, not only do you fall asleep more quickly, but you have more positive dreams. Right okay. about now, I think everybody could use a little bit more positive dreams. No, right? I know, and, no. I go to sleep right? and I'm, I'm like looking on Twitter. I'm looking on CNN and I'm like, no, no, it's no. Really you bad. need a media diet for 90 minutes before bed. I recommend it to everybody. Okay, so we're not, going, many... we're not going to sleep to CNN, Fox, MSN, no. whatever you're, you're... go to sleep to Seinfeld. Okay. okay. Okay, go to sleep to QVC or HSN like you seem to like to do. That's I love great. It. Okay. There's nothing Isaac wrong Life. with it. Okay. And by the way, 99% of televisions have a timer built into them now. Just go into the software, click on the timer, and have it turn off three hours after you fall asleep. I mean, who cares, right? So I, I'm like so involved in this conversation. I forgot the next question I was supposed to ask you, but like, let's go. Let's you just get back on track. You seem pretty interested. You're very intent. You're you're looking at no, me. No, I'm I'm like so because I'm thinking about my own behaviors. I'm looking around my room and I'm like, oh my god, like n o n o. But also, we'll fix I, you I, soon, Jess. Don't worry. I, I'm really curious though because mm-hmm. I do think and I'm sure and and I'm sure other people who live in the city or I'm saying the city a city or small places or share with roommates are probably thinking well how am I supposed to create a, 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 a sleep haven if I live with three roommates that mm-hmm. I share or I live yeah, in a studio easy. like how are they supposed to do that sure so number one buy an eye mask Pretty simple. Okay. Well that, right? Yeah, you mentioned that. That's before. easy. That that takes care of light for you almost mm-hmm. invariably. Number two, buy some earplugs if you need them, or a sound machine, something to mask the noise. Oh, I love. Um, I have a Yoga Sleep sound machine. We used to work with them. They're so great. See? We don't work with them anymore, but they're amazing. Yoga Sleep. Yeah, but, look into but it. But see, sound machines are a great option. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I'm totally addicted to right now. You're gonna yeah. laugh hysterically. I found this new app. It's called Rest Flicks, like Netflix. Oh, that's cute. But Rest Flicks. 
It's awesome. They've got all these different channels and they've got all kinds of music. They even have video, some some like really interesting stuff. They've, I think they've got some ASMR. I like it because mm. it's fun and it's interesting and you just kind of chill, right? Okay. Like, there's nothing wrong with just chilling before bed. Like okay. most people think sleep's an on-off switch. It really doesn't work that way. It, it's I guess it's more like slowly pulling your foot off the gas and slowly putting your foot on the brake. There's sort of a process that has to happen there. To be clear, if, if it takes you longer if it takes you less than 10 minutes to fall asleep, that's not good. You're sleep deprived. Okay. Yeah, I told that to Oprah, by the way, when I was on her show. And um, it was pretty funny because she said, Stedman falls asleep in under two minutes. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, that's not good. Like, that's bad. What, if, what does that mean? You're too tired? Yeah, exactly. That's well, interesting. Yeah. That's really hey, Let me ask you guys a question. How many, uh, Jess, how many times you hit the snooze button? Um... um Come on. A, oh, well, okay, well, it's harder now because we have a baby. So, like, oh. it's she's kind of like she dictates. Oh, we can talk about mommyhood. And sleep a human for sure. snooze. Yeah, she's a human I can't alarm. Like hit, is yeah, what she exactly. Is. <laughs> I can't be like shush. Yeah. So right. she she says what's up, but before easily three four times. Right. So so all so that tells me that you are not sleeping within the right sleeping time for you because you kept having. So first of all, the snooze is the single worst invention in all of sleep. The average snooze is between seven and nine minutes long, and your body physically can't get into a deep stage at that point in time. So when you hit the button, let's say three times, you just gave yourself 21 minutes of really crappy sleep. Yeah. Of nothing. It didn't of nothing, even Nothing, of, of totally no value, right? You'd have been better off setting the alarm at the last possible moment yeah. and then getting it. And then go. Yeah, What's totally. the amount of time that will give you a good sleep? How many minutes do you need? Again, it's it's really going to be variable based on- No, I on, mean, for like the ideal snooze button would be like another 30. Oh, oh, so, <laughs> yeah. So the way I tell people about it is, you, well, you have to think, well, you have to think about it in in terms of the sleep cycle, right? So when you, when you have a sleep cycle towards the end of the night, it's got preponderance of REM sleep in it. And so if you, if you continue to, like, let's say you go back to sleep, if you get back into REM sleep, it's going to be hell to get you out. So you'd have to be able to take a nap ish or morning nap, if you will, where you would sleep only up until that REM period was about to start because it would be very difficult to get you out of that without like a significant alarm. So I would say, depending upon where you are, maybe 15, 20 minutes, um, but I, I wouldn't do it because again, it's just not gonna give you anything that's worthwhile. I'd rather you just get up and get out. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey 
Bonnie Love's Superpower Shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits. Yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's Joanna good. Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lotties in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, listen, I gotta ask you a question because I know I'm gonna keep like pushing this off because I just like there, there's my mind is going crazy with so much information. Let's talk about the other factor. Mm-hmm. For those of us who have a partner mm-hmm. or a little critter that we yeah. sleep with. What Human do you think critter about or, this? An, or animal critter? Because I have either. Both. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we could just, it's an apt description for either. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a husband, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, whoever, a loved right. one. Mm-hmm. Um, or a little a little friendly four-legged critter. Right. Do they affect our sleep positively? Sometimes it's nice. Mm-hmm. Or negatively. Sometimes it's I not would say, so nice. I would say with uh, with animals, overwhelmingly positive. Agree, effects. agree. <clears throat> I was um, nervous you were gonna be one of these like people who are like, get them out. No, no. I have a French bulldog and a Devon Rex cat that sleep in my bed every <gasps> single night. Bulldogs snore, don't they? They do. So <laughs> relaxing. Trust me. It's a he's little awesome. mini sound machine. Yeah, exactly. A free one. My wife, my wife thinks he's like a little sound machine. I'm like, he's a pain <laughs> Look in the how, ass. See, Jess, you're optimistic. You're going to sleep well tonight. That was like a good reframe of go. like, I he's like a mini sound machine. I like that. Yeah, I don't um, have a problem okay. with with um, with animals in the bed. The, the bigger issue is children in the bed, right? And so, look, I have an 18-year-old and a 16-year-old. The good news <laughs> is they're not still in my bed. Um, <laughs> however, when they were, I don't know, two and three, were they occasionally? Yeah, sure, of course they were. Right. And so when you're a new mom and you're trying to understand all new dad, whatever, and you've got this creature who needs all these things and, you know, you are 100 percent on focus on them. It's very difficult to try to get a great night's sleep. So what I've often done with my parents is we do a call schedule. So just like doctors are on call certain nights and not on call other nights. So what we do is we split the couple up and one person is Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The other person is Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And you alternate Sundays in terms of middle of the night, you you know, you go get them, you go get her type Mm. of thing. And what's great about that is one person knows, even if they woke up because they heard the baby crying, they know that that other person's got them covered and so they can go back and get some sleep. The other thing I've done is I've split the night in half. So some couples that I have, one person's an early bird and one person's a night owl. And so we can rotate it that way because they're already staying up until, you know, one, two o'clock in the morning. They don't mind watching the baby if the baby gets up, you know, up until like, let's say three. And then the other person might take on after that. Wow. So you've already dispelled a bunch of myths that I thought I had about like no television in the bedroom Uh, and like animals disrupt your sleep. What Mm -hmm. are some other sleep tips that you hear again and again? Because a lot of people are, there's like sleep doc, there's a lot of sleep experts that you're just like, that's not true. Here is your platform to dispel the myths. Teach the people. Sure. Well, so so first of all, I would always caution people um, in terms of where do you get your information? Right. Because okay. there's a lot of people out there who are calling themselves sleep experts. And the truth of the matter <laughs> is, is they're just on their personal journey and they may have helped their sleep in some very significant way for them. Um, I'm a board certified sleep specialist. So <laughs> I pretty much have all the data behind it yeah. to, to be able to help people. So one thing people should always be conscious of where you're getting your data from in terms of these myths, because there are quite okay. a few of them. Um, the biggest good. one that I like to dispel has to do with caffeine. Um, so I can't count the number of people who tell me, Dr. Bruce, I can have a cup of coffee after dinner and I can fall right to sleep, no problem. Caffeine doesn't affect my sleep, right? I mean, I hear this constantly, okay? Uh-huh, so look at just, Jess, she's just like- Yeah, I know, she's shrinking. Slinking she's away. slinking down and shrinking, right? <laughs> Jess, you're my problem child, just let's oh, leave it at that, no. okay? So- It's not true, is it? <laughs> okay. So when we look at caffeine, 
Here's the basics of how <laughs> caffeine works. Caffeine is a stimulant, doesn't matter how you slice it. There are, however, different caffeine sensitivities. So I've got one patient, she can eat two chocolate kisses and she can be up for 48 hours. I got another guy who can drink a pot of coffee and fall right to sleep. The difference here is the quality, okay? Jess, it, you might have a cup of coffee at six o'clock in the evening and be able to fall right asleep, but if I stick electrodes on your head, your quality is crap, I can guarantee mm. it. So caffeine, whether you're able to fall asleep or not, that's the quantity versus quality issue that I think okay. people really need to start thinking about. The second one is alcohol. Um, lots of people are like, oh, alcohol is not a problem. It makes me feel sleepy, uh, you know. More people, by the way, use alcohol to fall asleep than any sleep aid in the world. I mean, it's called a sedative, so that does right. make sense, right? Right, right. <laughs> um, but here's the truth, uh, Jen, is there's a really big difference between going to sleep and passing out, okay? <laughs> really big but difference. But one glass of wine isn't gonna make you pass out. That's correct. One glass of wine isn't going to make you, isn't, is not going to make you pass out. In fact, one glass of wine, if you have one glass of water and you wait one hour, will have zero effect on your sleep. Two glasses of wine and two glasses of water and waiting two hours will have zero effect on your sleep. It all okay. gets weird at the third drink. So okay. here's what we know happens with alcohol, depending upon your size and metabolism and those types of things, is once you hit drink number three, is it actually gives you energy, not make, not, not sedative. Yeah, my 20-year-old self knows about that, yes. <laughs> right? So you remember yeah. back in the day when- 20, 20s, not 20. I didn't drink when I was 20, go on. <laughs> you know, back in the day when you were out partying, once you hit that third drink, you could pretty much go. Right, But the first couple might be chill, might be relaxed, might be laid back. Same holds true as you're an adult. In fact, it probably gets worse. But here's the key factor that most people don't understand, because we're, we're, again, talking about quality sleep here, is mm -hmm. it all has to do with how close the ingestion was to when you fell asleep. So if mm -hmm. you had three mm -hmm. drinks and then get in bed, your sleep is destroyed, okay? It Not completely good. knocks out stage three, four sleep. What is, the, what is the big thing that we like about stage three, four sleep? Collagen. That's right. It's beauty sleep. <laughs> and <So> other things. <laughs> the key way to really look like crap is to go to bed drunk, right? And then okay. wake up the next day. Now, let's talk about that for a second as well. When you're drinking alcohol, what ends up happening? You got to pee, right? Because alcohol is mm. a diuretic. So you start peeing because, you know, once you break the seal, you're peeing all night long, right? So then you become <laughs> dehydrated. Myth, go on. Yes. Right? Oh, then that's you become, not a myth. It's that's not, a, not myth. a myth. Then you become dehydrated because you you've, have a diuretic in you, which is called alcohol. Then you go to bed and what happens? You lose humidity, right? You, you lose from oh, your breath. So, yeah. And so now okay. you become more dehydrated. Then what do most people do? They wake up in the morning. What do they drink? Coffee. Water. Water. Oh, no, coffee. coffee. And what happens when they drink coffee? It's a diuretic. Right. It makes a you vicious more vicious cycle, Dr. Bruce. It's beyond a vicious cycle. We're, we're turning into prunes, right? Like, <laughs> we're, like we're shrinking, right? So you girls are interested in, in wrinkles, right? And your girls are interested yeah. in the aesthetics and in the beauty of it all. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. Hydration is your freaking friend when it comes to beauty. Yeah. Okay, before we wrap up this interview with our speed round, uh, uh, I just Ooh, have to ask round. a brief... Yeah, that's the fun part at the end. I was going to ask... Mm -hmm. I have noticed since the pandemic started, my dreams are so vivid. I yeah. am remembering so many more dreams. Mm -hmm. I wanted to know if you find that with other people. And also, what is it that makes you remember or not remember a dream when you wake up? So what you're describing is something that we're now calling quarantine dreaming. Mm -hmm. 
So there is actually a term for it. I've written about it. Um, so if people want to learn more in depth, you can head on over to thesleepdoctor.com and check out my blog on it. Um, Quarren dreaming. That's Quarren so cool. dreaming. But basically what's happening is, um, and just to get kind of serious for, for a second here, this is the most stressful time anybody's ever been under that I've ever met. I don't know anybody that's alive today that's been through something like this. And the stress that's, that's on us all is having a massive effect. Um, and it's not even conscious, right? It's, I'm worried about like my grandmother, you know? I'm worried about my kids. I'm worried about my career. I'm worried about my health. Like it's this massive amount of anxiety that no, and by the way, my business might be going out soon. You know, I, maybe I got a check from the government. Maybe I didn't. Like the stress is unbelievable right now. Mm-hmm. What, is, what is one of the biggest functions of dreams that we think is processing of emotions, right? So it makes a lot of sense if somebody's under a tremendous amount of stress that that stress would show up in your dreams quite a bit. Um, and that's part of your ability to process through that is this vivid nature of these dreams. The vivid nature, I would argue, has to do with the emotional salience. You're stressed, and that stress yeah, is coming I mean, out I'm of Yeah, but I'm not saying, for me in particular, it's not that they're negative dreams or nightmares. They're oh, no, just, I'm not I can remember details that I usually, yep. I'd be like, oh, I think that person was a dream, and now I have like a full narrative with who was in it, <laughs> characters, colors. Right, so, so the next question that you asked me is, how do you remember your dreams or what makes them more likely to remember yeah. your dreams, right? So we were just talking about content, now let's talk about recall. So when we talk about recall, that has more to do with when in the dream you woke up, what stage of sleep you were in. In many cases, what we discover is when you wake up out of REM sleep, which has a tendency, by the way, to occur in the last third of the night, you remember your dreams better. Um, Now, just to be fair, um, and I've said this before, um, but I've started to learn something that might be a little bit different. But generally speaking, once you start remembering your dreams, it's not easy to not remember your dreams. And so people always ask me all the time, they're like, Michael, can you teach me how to remember my dreams? Yeah, I can do that, but be careful what you ask for. You may not want to remember every single dream you have, right? I don't know how to meet, I don't know how to, you know, metric that. I can either turn it on or turn it off. Um, and some dis- things you might not want to remember, I guess. Right, exactly, right? I mean, this is a place where there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on, right? And so it's okay that our unconscious is working some of that shit out for us because I think we need it to. Yeah, we're Especially processing. Now. The Especially quarantine dreaming is a way to process. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. People shouldn't be afraid of it. People should think, this is my brain trying to help me work through it. And I've even had some people where now they're writing out their dreams to be able to try to understand more from them. You are the best interpreter of your dreams by far. If you don't remember. Oh, you don't think that's BS? So like here's what I can- Dream analysis? Well, so here's what I can tell you is dreams can be, so it, if you were swimming in water, does it mean you hate your mother? No, of course not, right? Like that's, <laughs> that shit's stupid, right? But, but what I can tell you is I've done therapy with people who've had nightmares before. And once you understand the core of the nightmare, you can treat that person and you can get a lot of good things from it. So we have to respect the dream. I'm just not convinced that I can interpret the dream, if that makes any sense to you. I'm fascinated. I want to find out more about you, not just about your recurring dreams. So we, we're going to do this little quiz with you. Okay. Um, so we're flipping the tables here. Jess, you want to go ahead and- Let's and, do uh, it. Fire away, Jess. the fat okay. mascara five. Okay. What was, this is a really deep insight, Dr. Bruce. Okay. We'll so buckle up. Okay. We'll see, he says. Okay. <laughs> what was the first beauty or grooming product that you fell in love with or vividly remember using? 
I guess as a young man, it would probably be a razor. Um, cause I, you know, shaving, my dad taught me how to shave. I remember when I was very, very young, my dad would sit, uh, you know, shaving and he gave me a Dixie cup mm-hmm. and he put shaving cream all over my face and I would shave my face with the Dixie cup and he would, while he was shaving his face. So he was teaching me how to shave. So I think that was probably the first memory that I have. Oh, like that's, that's probably my favorite grooming idea, I guess. That's really memory. sweet. That's sweet. Okay. Who is, man, maybe this is a funny one since you work with so many celebrities. Who is the celebrity that you just know you'd be best friends with? Oh, who's the celebrity I'd be best friends with? Huh. Gosh, that's a good question. I I know a bunch of people. um, And it's interesting because one of the things that I've learned about celebrities is you cannot judge them by their celebrity. Like most celebrities have an image or a theme yeah. or something that goes with them. And in many, many cases, that's just not who they are for real. That's um, funny. But if I could get in a room and have an interesting conversation with somebody and have some fun, it would be The Rock. Nice. I, I wonder, like that guy. He, he is seems so, cool. He I seems hope he super is cool. cool. And he's super positive. And what I like about him is that he always says you have to earn it. And I believe in that. I work my ass off every day. And I think he does too. Um, I, like I do him. too. And I want him to run for office. I feel like he's an right? excellent politician. He would be amazing. What's your most and favorite indulgent snack? Ice be cream. specific. Can we eat this at night before bed? I eat almost a pint every night. Why aren't you like How a many miles guy? do you run? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm an intermittent faster. Um, oh, and God. Oh, yeah. And so Here I'm we go. Very, I'm very <laughs> dialed in on my nutrition. I'm dialed in on my exercise. Like, I'm. What's I, your pint of choice? Ha <laughs> You know, so you're going to love this. I actually work with a company that makes sleep friendly ice cream. <laughs> it's called Night Food, N I G H T F O O D. Check it okay. out. It's awesome. Um, what flavor? I, there's all kinds of flavors. My favorite is the cherry one. It's like cherry. It's like okay. uh, it's like dried tart cherries with chocolate chips. It's kind of like oh a cherry God. Garcia a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, better. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like no calories. Like it's like one of those low cal. Um, it's really good. I love it. Um, so, I, but my go to for sure is ice cream, and I've really gotten into mochi lately. Do you know what mochi is? Oh yeah, yes, oh, yes. It's good. That's like portable <laughs> ice cream. Yeah. Portable. It's hand ice cream. I know. It's it's, it's great. It's perfect. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Okay. Um. Now, what song pumps you up? I suppose. Like, are you gonna run? Like, you know, what would you run to? Yeah. So I like Macklemore. Um, quite a bit. He just friggin' knocks it in, and that's how I start my run. Um, but um, I like Macklemore. Um, I like um, you're gonna love this. Who's on my playlist for running? Um, Britney Spears, um, and it's um, "Work Bitch" is my favorite song. <laughs> yes, you know what song I'm talking about, right? Of yes, course. it's amazing. Of like you're just going, going, going. Because um, you know when you're running, that's kind of how you are. And then the last question is, what do you want to raise a wand to? And that is our kind of fat mascara stamp of approval. What are you obsessed with right now? Could be a book, a show, a person, a food, anything you're loving at the moment. Well, I'm really loving this Restflix thing. Um, <laughs> that thing is really cool um, for me. But, um, oh, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm totally into this new thing. So I'm working with this company called um, Ebb Therapeutics. And they make this thing that you put on your head and it cools your forehead and it slows down your thinking and it makes you sleep faster. 
<laughs> and it really works. Like, I swear to God. So, you know, when you, you like, the biggest complaint for insomnia is you can't turn off your brain, mm-hmm. right? You know that. I mean, yeah. you've all had that experience, right? So, this is interesting. So, this guy, Eric Knopfsinger, he was studying and he did MRIs on people while they were trying to fall asleep to see like brain activity. And what he discovered was that the cerebral blood flow, and when you're falling asleep and thinking, 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 is really fast. And he said, well, I wonder what would happen if I slowed down cerebral blood flow, right? And so now clearly you don't want to slow it down too much because then you're dead, right? But he discovered that he could do it with, with temperature. In fact, he could do it with, um, with cold. And so over the course of about five years, he discovered that it, he places this thing across your forehead and the, it's these three squares and they get to a certain temperature and then they stay at that temperature. So it slows down your thinking and it stops that ruminative thought. Could that help with migraines? It could. <laughs> um, no, it sounds delightful. Yeah, it's really, really interesting. Nice. So I don't have sleep problems. I don't have insomnia. I put this thing on, and when I woke up, I was like, hell yeah, I got a great night's sleep. I want and an ebb. I've That's been nice. wearing this thing for four weeks every night. I could do night, with an ebb. And I love it. Interesting. It's called the Ebb Versa. Okay. Okay, good to know. Oh, Check yeah. it out. So that's my new fun kind of crazy weird thing. Thank you no, so much, great. Dr. I do? Bruce. You did great. Amazing. Okay. I learned a ton. Thank you yeah, so much for coming on the show. Awesome. I got to go sort my room out, like, as soon as we hang up. <laughs> so I have a great article that you should check out on my blog that's called The Home Environment. Um, and it'll tell you, like, from a light perspective, how many, how much, how much wattage you want from a sound perspective, decibel levels, things like that. It gets into some of the details um, for people. But I thought, if, if it's okay with you guys, can I end with a really quick um, five-step plan for people to help them get their sleep really Sure. Sure. Awesome. So this is a super easy five-step plan. Anybody can do it, and it won't cost you a dime. Here's what you do. So step number one is pick one wake-up time and stick to it, including the weekends. I know that sucks, but it will keep your circadian rhythm constant, and this is the most important part of the entire program. To be fair, it's probably the most important fact that I've said on the podcast is to wake up at the same time every single day. That's step one. Step number two okay. is to stop caffeine by 2 p.m. I know Jess doesn't like that idea, but Lows. caffeine has a half-life of between six and eight hours. So if you stop at two, by about 10, at least half of it should be out of your system. And that 10 to 11 is about the time that most people want to fall asleep. Step number three has to do with alcohol. Stop drinking alcohol three hours before bed. Don't have more than three drinks, and you will sleep much better. Step number four is exercise every single day if you can, but don't run a marathon, right? 20 minutes a little bit of cardio, walk the dog, do something, right? But don't do it right before bed. Wait four hours before bed because you don't want that heat of your body working out to disrupt your ability to fall asleep because remember, we always fall asleep better in the cool. And then the final thing is when you wake up in the morning, you drink a 16 to 18 ounce glass of water and get some sunshine, about 15 minutes of it. Sunshine turns off the melatonin faucet in your brain. Remember, you're dehydrated. I think we talked about that to death and you need to get some water in you. So remember, Step number one, one wake-up time. Step number two, stop caffeine by 2 p.m. Step number three, stop alcohol three hours before bed. Step number four, exercise daily. Stop exercise four hours before bed. And step number five is give the sun a high five in the morning by getting 15 minutes of sunlight and a little bit of water. A little that bit. Is so 16 great. ounces isn't a little bit, but I'm going to try it. That's, right. oh, that's amazing, and I'm not doing any of those things right now. So that's like, I thought you were going to say really obvious stuff. I mean, not that you said anything mm-hmm. obvious, but I thought it was going to be like fairly obvious. This is all completely new and novel to me. So mm-hmm. thank and you. And it works. Like, it won't cost you a dime to do this. No, it's here's, really Here's good. my challenge. Do it for a week. 
I guarantee you will feel better. I guarantee it. Thank you. Really right. good. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product with you or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Oh, yeah.